0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the show. Today I fucked up because I need to record an episode and I have the flu. But, oh well. Anyway, that gives it away. We're jumping into Today I Fucked Up. This is episode 206. So grab your tea, your popcorn, and your chicken soup, and let's go. Our first story today is from Naked Titan. Today I fucked up when 19-year-old me missed all the signs that my roommate, 22 female, was interested in me. Tonight My roommate moved out this morning, she's emigrating. The two of us have shared an apartment for almost 2 years. I've always been attracted to her, but I didn't want to be that guy who tried to fuck the first female roommate he got, so I did my best to keep our relationship as platonic as possible. However, last night being the last night my roommate and I were going to be roommates, I decided to tell her that I always thought she was very attractive. I also made it clear that I didn't expect anything to happen. I just wanted to get it off my chest so we could laugh about it without worrying that it might be awkward the next day. And the day after that, etc. My roommate playfully punched me in the shoulder and said, She gave me so many opportunities. I had no Idea what she was talking about, which prompted her to provide the following examples. <clears throat> Number one, when we were dancing in the club and the song finished, our faces were so close together our foreheads were literally touching. But instead of kissing her at that moment, I apparently rolled my eyes to the back of my head and asked if I looked like Storm in X-Men. Two, when she asked me to show her what kind of porn I enjoyed watching, I showed her mine and she volunteered to show me hers. We were sitting on the couch watching people fuck. And still, I did nothing. 3. When I was hospitalized, she said she would be happy to nurse me when I get home, but only if I promised to wear nothing but my hospital gown. 4. That time she asked for a piggyback ride to her room when she was done showering and only wearing a towel. 5. When she confessed to sleeping in one of my shirts because I was away for the weekend and she wanted to feel close to me. I can go on. It was a long list. But this was the top five for me. It seemed so obvious now, but at the time I was fucking clueless. I think I was too focused on not crossing that line that my brain completely blocked out any signs of sexual chemistry. My roommate and I laughed about it, but deep down I was so angry at myself for losing out on what could have been a more exciting experience because I was unable to connect the dots. Next one is in from Function Bulky. Today I fucked up by ignoring my high fever and almost dying while home alone. Let me start by saying I get sick a lot. So today wasn't an unusual thing for me. I woke up with a sore throat. I felt like I was going to get sick with flu. So I went to my brother at about 1pm to buy some medicine. He did. And then my family left without me because it was my grandmother's funeral. I thought I could study for my upcoming midterm exam, and at 4pm, my mum would come and take me to my grandmother's house. I finished up studying at 2pm, but at that point, I was freezing. My whole body was shivering, and my throat was hurting even more. I couldn't even swallow my own saliva. Anyways, I texted my brother that I'll not be able to go to the funeral because I was getting progressively worse. Everything hurt and I wasn't able to get up, but I forced myself to go and get the thermometer. I measured my temperature and it was 36.7 degrees, so I didn't give it any thought. I tried to waste time on TikTok, but I was feeling worse by the minute. At 6pm, I was crying my eyes out contemplating whether I should call my mum or not. I re-measured my temperature and it was 37.1, and 5 minutes later I redid it, it had become 38. I took a pill for fever and thought nothing of it, and this, this was where I basically fucked up, because your temperature going from 37 to 38 in 5 minutes is kind of a major red flag. Then, well, it started going downhill. My left hand was feeling weird, it felt stiff. I thought that it's because I was sleeping on it, but then both my arms and legs started to hurt while cramping until I couldn't even move my fingers anymore. I tried to get my hands to soften up a little, but it didn't work then my whole face started twitching badly my mouth was basically stuck i couldn't even move my tongue and i was hyperventilating at that point i was taking short fast breaths because i felt like i couldn't breathe i tried to scream but my whole mouth was stuck i called my brother and i tried to tell him to come home but it was inaudible i threw myself on the floor and started shaking pretty bad i was now having a panic attack I tried to call an ambulance but my phone fell too far away from me when i fell off the bed and i couldn't reach it at this point this had been happening for about an hour i was in extreme pain and agony i felt like these were my last moments on earth i thought that i'll never see my parents again and that this was it i don't know how but i felt my body relaxing a bit i tried to balance my breathing and it kind of worked I was still shaking and feeling like shit but i reached my phone and was about to call an ambulance when my mum came home she had no idea about what was happening to me but she later said she had a bad feeling and felt like she should go home well she saw me on the floor and came rushing to me to ask what was happening i told her to get a doctor and she did she helped me get back on the bed and measured my temperature and i had a fever of 40 degrees celsius which is not a good sign the doctor came in less than two minutes and examined me and basically he said that the pill I took an hour ago for the fever had pretty much saved my life, because when I started to take action, it stopped the cramping from getting worse. He injected me with some medicine and when I felt better I went to the hospital. This was the first time in my life that I had felt this desperate and I wish this experience upon no one else. Be safe everyone, and don't take your life for granted. Oh, God, why me? I'm so glad I got a stuffy nose and can't smell because you can smell the title of this one, guys. I swear in from Queen of the Sundance today. I fucked up by not cleaning the depths of my belly button. This happened three days ago, and I am still a bit traumatized. I was taking a shower and cleaning my belly. I do clean my belly button but I only ever really swabbed the entrance and thought that was good enough. On this fateful day, I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. My soapy washcloth slipped and plunged deep into the depths of my navel. I felt a brief but intense pain, almost like I'd just poked myself hard in the belly button. After a quietly muttered ow and a cursory check for blood or viscera, I finished my shower and went about my day i foolishly believed that my belly button problems were behind me little did i know i spent the rest of the day with a growing pain in my naval region i felt discomfort when i bent down or even laid on my belly i brushed off the pain assuming i had simply bruised my belly with my inadvertent poke however the next day i was still in pain so i took a look at the offending area a quick aside I've always had a deep belly button, like the innie of innies. I could plunge my finger in up to my proximal phalanx with no issues. But when I look at my belly button now, it seemed deeper and wider than before. And what's worse, a layer of gunk had accumulated around the entrance of my old mouth. Think, you know, kind of gunk that builds up around ear piercings. It's mainly like sebum, dirt and old skin. My belly button had never been obviously dirty before, so I knew something was a foot or a belly. After a quiet muttered, what the fuck you? I fetched a tissue and wiped away the offending schmutz. I considered where this schmutz may have come from and realized that it must have originated from my belly depths. I grabbed a Q-tip and gingerly inserted it into my belly button. Four Q tips later, and my horror was mounting rapidly. My belly button was so dirty, and so, so deep, and so, so, so stinky. I swapped the decks as best as I could, then just sat and stared into the middle distance for a bit. Have you ever had a moment when your perception of yourself as a functional adult human being is completely shattered? When you realize that there is a fundamental aspect of self-care that you've just never done. When you wonder how you've made it this far as a person in society. This, this was my moment. I texted my mum, a retired nurse, to confirm my fears. I believed that my naval neglect resulted in a build-up of gunk that slowly filled up my belly button. At some point, I think the gunk sort of sealed my belly button together like some sort of disgusting letter. When my washcloth slipped, I broke the seal of my decade-old missive and freed the contents. To date, this is the silliest and most embarrassing injury I've ever inflicted upon myself. My mum joked that I could try carbon dating my layers, I'm a geologist, and said that the pain I'm feeling is probably because the gunk in my belly was stretching out that area and affecting my pain receptors. Now I'm leaving my belly button alone for a few days to see if it heals up and feels better. If not, I'm heading to the doctor. Moral of the story. Remember to brush your old mouth or you'll end up like me. Fundamentally and irrevocably changed. With a sore belly and a mind full of regrets. And just like that, I was right. I could smell that one. Thanks. Thanks for that. Our next one is from Black Septic Guide 2 Today I fucked up spending over $100 on troll dolls for Christmas. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. My brother and his wife had a baby two years ago, and due to COVID, I just met her in September, and this will be the first Christmas I see my new niece. In late November, my brother and his family were at our new house. As we're getting ready to decorate for Christmas, and my niece quickly took a liking to a Santa Claus troll doll my wife has had since childhood. Basically, a troll doll with a white beard and a Santa suit. She really seemed to love it. When she picked it up, I said, ''It's a troll doll,'' and she quickly imitated, saying, ''Troll, Papa, troll!'' Seems like basically anything with white hair or old men is generally a Papas to her, which is what she calls my dad her grandfather. Flash forward to a couple of weeks ago and I'm talking with my sister-in-law and I ask what I should get my niece for Christmas. She said she was really into the doll, absolutely loved it, wouldn't stop talking about it. So I thought, great, I'll get some troll dolls and it'll make a nice, personal gift for one of my new favourite people. Now, I'm a little bit of a weirdo and I'll always do a fair amount of research, yes, even for a two year old's gift. Without it turning into a lesson on troll doll history, I'll give you a brief summary. In short, they were a fad like 70 years ago. Then the fad was over, copyright ran out, and a bunch of companies started making cheap knockoff troll dolls. 30 years ago, the copyright was reinstated and official troll dolls came out, which maybe killed the whole fad. And then finally, about 10 years ago, it appears they made an animated film and rebooted the dolls. Anyway... Trying to find new, real troll dolls that looked like the ones I remember as a kid and ones that looked like the Papa troll I have was difficult. The new ones that look like that are clearly poorly made knockoffs. The other new trolls look like the ones from the movie and don't really resemble the ones I'm familiar with. Now I could have just bought some of those trolls, but I'm an idiot. So I decided to seek out some real, official, vintage troll dolls. For a two-year-old girl. So I went on eBay and managed to find someone selling four dolls, including a papa troll, Santa, in the UK. I'm in Canada. With taxes and shipping, had to pay a bit extra to get it for Christmas. It was $130. Way too much to spend on something she literally played with for five minutes and for a two-year-old. But I don't care. So here's the fuck-up. I was talking to my brother last night and I told him what I got his daughter. He said something along the lines of, oh. Okay, well, that's weird. I explained to him how she saw the doll at our house and how his wife had told me that she wouldn't stop talking about it. He said he didn't know anything about it, but all right, whatever. I was a little deflated by this, not going to lie. I started thinking that maybe it was a waste of money and that maybe I should have got something that she was more interested in. Little did I know just how much of a waste of money it was until this morning when my sister-in-law calls me dying laughing i guess my brother talked to her about it and told her that i spent 130 bucks on troll dolls including the santa one through what i can assume are tears she managed to let me know that their daughter isn't into Patrol. she likes paw patrol a tv show about a dog that solves murders or something she assures me that my niece will probably still like my gift and that this is the best gift i could have got her my sister-in-law But still, fuck. So the next one is from Nerdleska. Today I fucked up by cuddling my elderly dog. My dog is 16 years old. She's in reasonable health, fair bit of arthritis, slowly going deaf, little night blind, but she sees her vet regularly and they're happy enough with the state of her health to allow her to slowly amble into her twilight years. So all is well there. Due to the aforementioned arthritis, she has a special orthopedic dog bed that's supposed to give her old body all the support she needs to remain comfy. She seems happy with it, but we did notice that, as she can't climb onto the bed or couch anymore, she doesn't get to just chill with us as much. This is kind of sad, especially when she's spent her whole life being as close to us as possible when we're at home. She's a Kelpie mix, so while she's not a huge dog, she's not really a lap dog either. Until one day a couple of months ago, I realized if I sat in the recliner with her and leaned the recliner all the way back, she could lay across my stomach and chest and become a lap dog. Naturally, I tried this out, and she loved it. It quickly becomes a new routine. Every couple of nights after she's had her last wee before bed, we have some time on the recliner with her, eventually falling asleep on my shoulder. Having some time off from work over Christmas, New Year, I didn't have to worry about my own bedtime as much and could spend most nights having some cuddle time and for longer. As she's now two or three years past her life expectancy at this point, I don't mind too much. I suspect these will be moments I treasure once she finally does make her final trot over the big dog park in the sky. Tonight though, I thought I'd spend some time taking the last of our Christmas ornaments down, tidying up, doing a few extra chores before bed instead. And I tried, until I heard the whining. I knew she didn't need anything at this point. She'd had her dinner, had her after-dinner garden stroll, been out for a wee, had an after-dinner snack of the kibble she loves left over from dinner, had a last-minute pee break. She should have been happy to peacefully drift off to sleep. And then I realized she'd come to have expectations. And by deciding to knock a few things off my to-do list instead, I was not meeting those expectations. So I am now typing this on my phone while a geriatric dog softly snores on my shoulder. Well, for those of you wondering, here is where the fuck up is. I started reading comments and browsing on my phone last night while letting her stay on top of me a little bit longer than usual. I must have dozed off a little at one point, and as I'm no longer a spring chicken myself, sleeping on the recliner with a dog on top of me all night did not strike me as a good idea. So I scooped a now sleep-drunken floppy canine up and put her in her own bed. She stirs enough to look up at me with those big brown eyes, melting my heart again, just like she did at the shelter almost 16 years ago. And then I realize. See, as an old lady, she's usually pretty good about telling us when she needs a wee. But like a lot of old people, she leaks sometimes. Especially when she's dead asleep and, oh boy, has she gotten nice and relaxed with an extended cuddle session and snooze. At least I went to bed feeling fresh after that 3 a.m. shower. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal? We do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.